What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast. And we're definitely not going to be the first to tell you this, but Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Why are you we back? We haven't seen y'all since last year. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Why are you back? Have you ever thought about listening to something else? No, we're glad you're here. <laughs> I guarantee uh, they have. Everyone. <laughs> everybody has. Uh, but at Southwestern Seminary, you will find a campus community that is committed to help you live your calling. In a preview day on April 12th, you'll be able to experience that community for yourself. Come and visit the campus, meet your professors, and explore what training for ministry could look like for you at Southwestern Seminary. Sign up to attend for free at swbts.edu forward slash N-A-B, the acronym of Not Another Baptist, but forget the podcast part. Kyle, have you read through the Bible yet? <laughs> no, I have started. Um, so, so let me let let, 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 even, let, 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 let our that. listeners. You don't let, know let, what's going to happen. Because let, I say, let me let our listeners. Yeah, we are recording this uh, ahead of time. Um, I'm going to say I have started somewhat, and here's why: uh, because as we record this, the first week of the year, um, Michelle and I are headed to San Antonio for a couple of days. We have tickets to see Wicked. Um, and so by the time this airs, uh, I'm willing to say that Wicked was incredible and we had a wonderful time in San Antonio and now we are back home gearing up for school to start next week. So there we go. That's, that's gonna, my prediction. Are you, are you going to predict that you will eat on the river walk? Oh man, hundred percent, multiple times. Okay. Um, got a couple of good, good places in mind. Um, yeah, just really excited to go spend a couple of days in San Antonio. One of our favorite places. Awesome. Well, Kyle, new year, new me. I have it. started to read the Bible. Um, I have been running a marathon every day. <laughs> um, I've been dating my wife every day yep. and spending intentional time with my daughters every day. I'm yeah, that's good because let's see, apart. we're, we're, let's see, as this goes live, we're going to be three or four days in to the new year. So there you go. 100%. I'm all in. Now, uh, I will have probably been uh, 85% on my Bible reading. Yeah, I don't, I don't hopefully. <laughs> hey, whatever. Hey, recently, Mark Dance uh, wrote another great article for Lifeway Research that's a great kind of perspective as we head into the new year. And so we want to dive into that. We're going to leak, link <laughs> it into the show notes. Leak it too, whatever. But we're going to link it in the show notes so you can read it for yourself. Uh, but there are six perspective shifts on church attendance in the new year. And we've been talking about church hopping, transfer growth. Yep. We've talked about, you know, some of the attendance patterns that we have been seeing, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, but he kicks this thing off with the question, why do so many of our members habitually neglect gathering together? Hebrews mm. 25. Yeah. Why? Uh, you know, we've talked before about how, you know, when I was growing up, I remember like Sunday and Wednesday were like the holy days. Yeah, uh, where football coaches didn't plan anything on Wednesdays. You know, you were expected, you know, that you were doing the church thing, that kind of stuff. And and then travel ball, some of the other stuff started creeping into Sundays. And now, you know, we've, I know on the podcast a number of times, have talked about how church is like on the list of things that we can do on yeah. Sunday. Some ways, if there's nothing else going on. If there's often, nothing right? else happening. 
And yeah, we'll we'll go. And uh, and so, hey, we know it. We don't have to beat that dead horse anymore. Uh, but as we kind of know that reality, uh, that doesn't mean just to accept it and to ignore it and to not try and encourage people to do better, all of that kind of stuff. Like Cameron says, our youth pastor here, his his kind of go-to phrase is do better. Um, but uh, let's let's think through maybe some perspectives along those lines of how we could change our approach to church member attendance. Okay, Kyle? Is that yeah. good with you? you Sounds with good to me. Well, let's talk about baseball. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> Number one, take member attendance personally. Yeah, this one is kind of controversial, oh, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, Mark, Mark, Mark's starting Mark, now with haymakers, baby. <laughs> well, this is what he says. It's impossible for a pastor to not take worship attendance or lack thereof personally. It's personal in part because a good shepherd aspires to know well the condition of their flock, and it is our passion and mission to see our respective faith families gather for worship and disciple, then leave with a renewed sense of mission to love our neighbors and change the world. We're not going to read every part of this article, but that paragraph was really good. Um, So he's not saying like, you know, you get offended every time someone's not there, right? (laughs) Because look, stuff comes up, right? People are going to be gone on vacation from time to time, but if someone is if you have a family who is consistently placing something above church attendance, I, I I think it's okay to take that personally and it's okay to let them know that that's not okay um, in a gentle way. Right. Like, I mean, you don't need to pull them aside and say, as, as I heard a church member relate to me one time that, a, that a, a, they had gone to the lake for a weekend and the next weekend the, the pastor pulled them aside and he said, we don't miss church for the lake here. Oh. Um, and that did not – I don't think that had the effect that he thought it would have on them. <laughs> I, I don't uh, – that that did not – I think he thought this will wake them up and this will let them know that church attendance is a priority. In their mind, it was um, – they were being chastised because they decided to take a vacation. And it wasn't something they did all the time, but, but it did not make them want to come back to church more often. Fun fact. Um, number one. Just call him out. It's Bart Barber. <laughs> call him out from the pulpit. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. That was what I was going to say. Yeah. Do that from the pulpit. Don't pull him aside. Just go straight in your introduction. Hey, good to see know, y'all. I hadn't good. seen y'all in about three I months. I was That's San good. Antonio, buddy. Uh, you know, here we don't go to the Riverwalk on the Lord's Day. Uh, <laughs> no, um, I, I still remember. Since my mom doesn't listen to this, hopefully this doesn't get me in any trouble. I was a child. <laughs> we all were. I was a child at one point. And uh, my mom and dad would go once a year to the Oaklawn horse race track in Hot Springs, Arkansas. I believe it's in Hot Springs. All right. And they would meet some like childhood friends and may or may not throw a couple of bucks. I mean, my dad was so tight. He was <laughs> not his thing. So, but they did. I mean, they did bet on a couple of horses because that's just what you do. But whatever. <laughs> it didn't matter for this story. I still don't know what they ever spent, but they go. And my sister is watching me for the weekend. And um, I like wake up on Sunday and we're going to church. Like, I got to go to church. You don't have to go to church. It's okay. No, we're going to church. So we go to church. I think she even dropped me off. (laughs) And the associate pastor, my longtime mentor, who I love and adore, said, 
Where's your mom and dad? They're the horse races. <laughs> oh, okay. Like nothing. <laughs> well, he talked to them. And I don't think chastised him. I mean, he's such a gracious guy, but he definitely talked to him because I got to. Because I told the truth. You, you outed them. Yeah. Because <laughs> I told the truth. I got a whooping. So hear, hear me right now. No. Anyway, uh, don't chastise them. But hey, take it personally. This is also yeah. like what he's not asking you to do is to beat yourself up over it. We've talked before right. about, hey, don't. Don't go parking lot watching, you know, on Sundays and yeah. just get in a, you know, a sour mood because the parking lot looks kind of bare. But you do need to take that personally because it matters. Yeah. Uh, there, well, and and this is a good way to get to know your people better, right? Because you're going to learn some of the things that are important to them, right? So, you know, if you're talking to somebody, hey, we missed you last week, you know, everything okay? And they say, yeah, you know, we just we went out of town, we went to a baseball game. Great, tell me about it. I like baseball. You like baseball. Like, and that can provide a, almost a, a level of connection, right? If it's not something that's happening all the time. Like if they're not missing three three out of four Sundays a month or something like that. You know, if it's a, you know, man, if you've got a family who's missing for travel ball every other weekend, um, you know, there's some issues there that probably need to be discussed gently. Um, but, again, this is, a, this is an opportunity for discipleship, not immediately going to church discipline, right? We're going <laughs> to, we need to call these folks on the carpet because they're missing too much. That, that's, that's not what we're saying. We're saying use these as opportunities to disciple and build relationships with your folks. Yep. Number dose, uh, get a new sco- scorecard. Even before COVID, Mark says, our faithful members started attending less often, thereby skewing the number of actual regular attendees. And so he encourages you to look at how many are attending, not just how often they yes. are attending. And so a slight shift there, look at how many are attending, not just how often they attend. Yeah. And so the only way to do that is to ask, <laughs> like yeah. uh, encourage and them to share. So one of the things that I did, um, you know, we, in, in Alamogordo, we would take uh, obviously weekly attendance. And so we kind of had our, our weekly averages that we would see, um, but then I sat down and I think it was 2019. It was right before the pandemic hit. And so I, the, this data got all blown up. But I, I sat down and I looked at like an average month. And rather than just looking at the individual Sunday attendance, I, I started going through our membership roles. And I said, okay, in, a, in, in any given month, how many people do we see at least one Sunday a month? And And when we were averaging at that point, I would say 90 or so on a Sunday morning, we actually had about 150 people who were involved at one level or another throughout the month. And so that that helped me get a better grasp on who was actually a part of our church, who was actually, you know, who, who we were actually ministering to. Even if we never saw all of them at the same time, it, it gave me a better idea of, okay, th- this is kind of our reach here in this community. And I, and I think that was helpful. And then uh, again, COVID blew everything up, all, <laughs> every metric that we possibly had. Um, but I, I, I still think that was a helpful, um, helpful exercise. And and I actually presented that to our deacons too. And I just said, here's 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 a list of everybody I can think of who's been here the last month. Um, you know, so so we kind of had an idea of who our active folks were, and then who those folks that were on our membership. And and we would go through and say, you know what, we haven't seen these folks in a while. We really need to check up on them. And to take that next step or to the next level, don't just worry about a number. 
think also about the person. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Who is attending? Yeah. Who is is not and, like? And that's that. why that's why we had names on that rather than just numbers, right? Yeah. So we, we had a name, so we knew who these folks were who were who we would see in any given month. Yeah. Yeah. And as as you pursue them, you know, obviously with grace, all of that kind of stuff, not show up at their house like where were you on Sunday, that kind of deal. Uh, like the Inquisition or something. But when they when you pursue them and make their soul care matter to you and they yeah. realize that that you matter to them over time uh they may begin to prioritize that also on their calendars and uh so so yeah change the short card court scorecard uh and then number three check your motives oh yeah check yourself let's skip that one because uh nobody <laughs> no uh check your motives um because it is a personal subject but it can be a tricky one uh, as it is the primary metric by which we measure pastors, right? How much you yep. run, how much you run it. And then we totally and completely lie. Yeah. Uh, but no, we need to guard our hearts, watch our hearts, check our hearts, um, because it's it's easy to become defensive yeah. if things go down, Mark says, or arrogant when it goes up and thinking it's all because of your great preaching, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, so this isn't the place to start throwing shame or shade, uh, from the pulpit, uh, Mark says, uh, but yeah, there's, there's just check your heart. That's the best thing. We yeah. Can. Your yeah. idea is not how many people are there, uh, right. but it needs to matter like you. So there's a balance there to be had. Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, so certainly, you know, it, it, man, even saying like, Hey, it's good to see everybody here this morning. Man, we are way down this morning. You know, I, I'm just not sure that's helpful. Um, and then s- certainly, you know, you don't want to throw out something like, like if it's a homecoming weekend or, or a, there's a busy, you know, a busy event in your, um, in your community. You don't want to throw shade from the pulpit of, hey, you know, it's good, good to see those of you who showed up this morning. I guess other folks care more about homecoming than they do Jesus, right? Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Don't say that. Um, that that's not again. Maybe you think you're being funny, but that's probably not going to come across to the folks in the pews the way you think it's going to come across. Uh, I think this third paragraph there might be one of the best paragraphs Mark has ever written, and I mean that like sincerely. No, like no weirdness there. Uh, but address the missing elephant in the room first in the privacy of your prayer closet. Yeah. Ask God to reveal and resolve your insecurities before you blow up his church. Ooh. I love that. Like, cause it's so easy. Like yeah. you, you were talking about like where you get up and you you're being funny and you might think you're being cute, but it does not come across that way and feelings get hurt, all of that kind of stuff. And so dig deep, he says, to see whether you are more concerned about the attendance or the maturity of your people. So that goes back to number one, two, and three, really, of having the right motive there, in, or one and two, having the right motive there, that it's, yes, the, mom, the numbers matter, but the numbers matter because those are people and those are souls, and we want them to grow and mature and all of that kind of stuff, not just inflate my ego. So, so yeah. Uh, taking from there, number four, check your measures. Uh, so nothing erodes trust faster than exaggeration. Uh, you know, at Mayhill, uh, we, we almost reached 1000 people. 
<laughs> if you added it up over every gathering every Sunday of the year. <laughs> but uh, when when you exaggerate or manipulate your numbers, all of that kind of stuff, uh, it's it's not a good look, buddy. And and you're gonna erode that trust. Yeah. So don't do it. And obviously, COVID that kind of became a thing where we're starting to count online attendance and you know the numbers were great and we talked all about that like bro if you see 840 views on your facebook video and you're really excited about that super pumped about it and i think you're the next billy graham whatever you do don't go and look at the actual viewing statistics yeah. because and how long how long people viewed 900 <laughs> views but you might have had 10 that watched it all the way through yeah. and I, I remember one time we had one that spiked way yeah. up there and I was super pumped. It was all cool. And then I looked at it and like the the viewing dropped off to like nothing when it was time for me to preach. And I was like, bro. <laughs> they they watched the music, love the music. Love the music that day. <laughs> uh but but yeah, let's don't do that. Um he he says real church growth is kingdom growth, and that's measured by baptisms, period. I'm gonna add the T on it like my girls do, period. Uh, but resist the temptation to brag about transfer growth or high watermark Sundays. Instead, double down on advancing the gospel and your attendance growth will follow the kingdom growth. Kyle, anything you want to add or you want to move on? Yeah, that's good. And, you know, I mean, even in the way that you discuss with other pastors, you know, when something comes up, how much are you running? Oh, we run about a hundred. Well, okay. If you're running 95, 96, that, that's, that's accurate. Yeah. If you're running 65 to 70, that is not as accurate, right? You, hey, uh, and again, this say, goes back let to say, let me just say that that rounds up. It does round up, but um, to seventy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but but again, you, if if you're, if you're tempted to do that to to exaggerate your attendance numbers to make yourself look better, that that is and that's a you problem. That is an insecurity with you, and you're finding your identity in the size church that you pastor. Don't do that. Get some help. Talk to somebody about that because that will erode your soul so quickly. If, if you are finding your identity and your joy and how many people decide to show up this week, because here's what I've learned, Matt, and I think you'll know this as well. There is no rhyme or reason as to why one Sunday will be a high attendance and the next Sunday will be a low attendance. There is often no reason whatsoever other than more people were in town on this on this particular Sunday, more people were gone. The next Sunday, sickness hit more people. The next Sunday, don't get into that pattern of of you know finding your purpose in ministry based on how many people decide to get out of bed and show up at church on that Sunday morning. Yep. Number cinco, engage, engage small group leaders. Yep. There's not a whole lot here in the the article, but just real quickly, uh, most of the actual shepherding of your church. It's not going to be in your 25 minute sermon. Yeah. Uh, that matters. That's important. Um, just like regular meals are important, but most of the actual shepherding in your church is going to happen in the small group settings. And so your strategy needs to involve and incorporate and engage those leaders and teachers. And uh, so involve them in the planning process, right? Um, help, have their help in setting the church calendar. Uh, rally them around some of those goals and things that you want to see. And if you get the buy-in from them, there's much more likely to get buy-in from their class. Ergo, 
more attendance, um, all of that kind of stuff. And let's, let's move to the next one. Uh, number six, embrace the rhythms of your yeah. family. So if you want them to embrace the rhythms of your church, you must also embrace their rhythms at school, holidays, family plans, all of that kind of stuff. And, uh, and so he, he came up with a few ways, and we'll just hit these real quick, uh, that he came to terms with the realities of the rhythms of others' calendars. So number one, make holidays family friendly, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it is going to happen. Uh, people are going to have, you know, people in town. Maybe if you've got an older congregation, you might have grandkids, all of that kind of stuff. Be ready if you don't normally do it. Maybe for those holidays or whatever, have a children's sermon. Yeah. Uh, you know, stuff like that, but embrace and, it. And, you know, in, in some of these you can look at ahead of time, right? I mean, obviously this year, Sunday was on Christmas Eve. New Year's Eve is is on um, Sunday as well. Um, but every year, you know, Easter is going to be a Sunday. Um, and then you'll have Sundays that fall on Memorial Day weekend, Labor Day weekend, Thanksgiving, and then sometime around Christmas. And, and over the years, as you stay at a church, you'll kind of pick up on some of these rhythms, right? Like which of these are higher attendance, which ones have more, you know, you tend to have more family in, which ones tend to be your lower Sundays. And don't, don't be afraid to, to plan accordingly to those. Like I said, don't be afraid to change up. The, if, if you know, you know, your Sunday after Thanksgiving is going to be a big Sunday with a lot of families, don't be afraid to, to maybe change things up in your service a little bit to account for kids who will be there. Um, and again, you get to know this over a period of time as you, as you experience kind of the rhythms of your, of your church. Okay. Uh, next don't slack off in the summer. Yeah. Uh, you, your, your attendance is going to wane. People are going to take summer breaks, especially if you've got a bunch of kids in the, in the church, they're going to be going on vacation, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, Mark likes to preach a summer series that includes some online tools. Like this is That's helpful. Cool. Like we, I, I haven't done this. This is a great idea, Mark, um, of maybe knowing that people are going to be in and out during the summer plan accordingly. So, you know, still have your series or whatever that you're going to do, but think through how can I still connect the people beyond just here's the link to the sermon deal. Um, you know, maybe sermon recaps, whatever, yeah. regular emails, that kind of maybe, stuff. Maybe family discussion questions. Like if they're yeah. driving in a car somewhere, they can, you know, take 10 minutes, talk through these three things. Yeah. Uh, next, take a break between series. You need a break, uh, and your people need a break. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, that's a great opportunity. If there's kind of some natural breaks in your sermon calendar, that kind of stuff, uh, to get a ministry student um, or ministry partners from outside of the church, bring in the DOM or maybe one of your other staff members or somebody that is sensing a call to ministry, that kind of thing. That might be a five-minute sermon and nobody is going to complain about it. <laughs> yeah. um, Finally, embrace local events. Uh, you got to get out of your church walls. Yep. Um, go to the football games, go to the parades, go to the community events, all of that kind of stuff. And, and maybe make that a intentional thing with your church. Like, hey, we're all going to have a, you know, First Baptist Farmersville Day at, you know, the homecoming, uh, you know, game, whatever it might be. Um, even if nobody, you know, or very few still have kids at the school, that kind of stuff, but, but be intentional with your church involvement there. And so anyway, 
new year, new you, uh, you, new all of that kind of stuff. Um, but a lot of changes are going to happen. There's going to be some good stuff, bad stuff this year. Uh, but these, we hope, are some six ways that maybe you can have a great perspective as you enter 2024. And as always, we are in your corner rooting for you and would love to encourage you. Um, and so you can do that online on X, I believe it's called now, at Kyle Bierman, which you're not going to be able to spell, uh, or <laughs> at M. Hensley, which you probably will spell incorrectly with a Y, but it's H-E-N-S-L-E-E. Uh, Kyle, I can't even remember how to spell yours. But anyway, check us out online and you know, send us a DM, send us a note, and we encourage you to visit swibbits.nab if you want some information or to register for their upcoming preview day. Until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel we declare. What's wrong with you people?